Hey y'all, welcome to the Letting the Light In podcast. I'm Camry, Cam Jam, KJP, or Cams, depending on the season we met or the nickname you're most comfortable with. Honestly, this podcast is a little selfish because so much light comes into my life talking to others and marveling at all that can occur. It's my earnest prayer that a little light is let into your day through this conversation. Today I have on my incredible friend, Hannah Rapp. Hannah and I actually met, surprise, surprise, through um, going to Carolina. We went to college together, um, different years, but I actually met Hannah through a mutual friend, Shelton, who was episode like nine, I think she was earlier, about a year ago, um, if you come through the archives, and just getting to watch Hannah go through um, her time at Carolina and just some things that we'll get to, which I can't wait for her to share, but um, just watching her life unfold and her testimony and just what the Lord has done in her life and how he's changed her and just the way that she's been able to impact so many women um, and men around her has just been incredible. I feel like I've just kind of been creepily watching um, all the things that he's done and it just fires me up. Um, And so I'm so pumped to have her on today. She's living in, still in NC. Um, She went on student staff after college with the ministry that we were both a part of. Um, and is now doing the advertising, you know, real life thing. So I'm pumped to have her on. Uh, I know that everything that she shares is just going to be so encouraging and, um, yeah, I can't wait for y'all to listen. So here's my friend, Ann. Hey girl. Hey, hey, Cam. How are you? you? I am well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. We just. On this lunch break, I've had all week. I know for real. I, um was just telling her that my husband just came up and told me that I need to be on the lookout for a delivery or a doorbell. So if, if that, this interrupted or if you all of a sudden hear two dogs going psycho, you know, that's, that's what's happening. <laughs> hey, real life. It is. We're, we're it really light is. In here. It is. And she is, um, very graciously giving me her lunch break, which is, I mean, that's a thing. That's like your free time during the day. So I'm very thankful and, and pumped to be talking to you. So Thanks for chatting. No problem. Okay, so you are you were initially starting at Carolina. Were you two years younger than me? When did you graduate high school? Yeah, I am, what, you're one year above Shelton, and yes. I'm one year below, okay. and that's kind of like, like how this all originated, I think. Yes. So, yeah, two years behind ya. Okay, so you, I vividly remember you, this is kind of creepy, but during Rush, <laughs> and oh. was a humongous fan, which did you, when you, so the way that Rush works at Carolina, I'm sure everybody listening is like, yeah, we didn't sign up to listen to this but I'll just for context you go from like 10 to 7 to 5 to 3 and then when you get to the final three it's kind of like you know obviously go time like you have to choose between those three and then hopefully the one that you choose chooses you back what did you what were your final three yeah so I had a final two okay um and I was at 80 pi and tried Dell on that last day and please believe me at the time having two instead of three in my Final list was a huge, huge hurdle for like three weeks. Okay. Really that, so it was rough. Yeah. Um, the decision by that time was pretty easy all the way at the end. I know a lot of people had a lot of trouble like there at the end with the three. Um, right. But I think day one and two, honestly, I was just so overwhelmed. I remember that being kind of, um, yeah, kind of more of the heavy decision making up front. But I remember you too from Aww. what I guess day one or day two. Oh. So. That's sweet. Yeah, I just, I mean, I like... Are you sure look. I spelled your name wrong in my head? Oh. Like, the car for, <laughs> like, like a, a year because yeah. of that? I probably just... told you that it was, like, the car, too, and I introduced myself, which I tell people all the time because I'm like, yep, it'll help you remember, and it'll give you, like, because a lot of people are like, 
Cameron or Cammy, and I'm like, nope, just like the car. <laughs> no, not short. <laughs> if you were to do it again, would you rush? Oh gosh, yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's funny channeling that and thinking about my experiences rushing, um, especially when I think like about that day at Katie specifically, or like any of my thoughts on any house specifically. Right. Um, I think I had so many ideas about like who I was and where I belonged, and I thought I just had like this full grasp on who I was, and that was going to be this static thing through college. So right. I don't know. All that to say, I think I could have been happy in a lot more houses than I would have anticipated. Like during that time, beginning of freshman year. Um, So take us back to before Carolina. Like, what was high school like for you? Childhood. Like, who was Hannah before I got to meet you? Yeah, jam-packed. Yeah, I love that you're asking this because um, I think a lot of people who kind of just know my college life onward. Yep. Um, they kind of did a short storyline of, like, really heavy chaos. Right. And, like, the Lord's stepping into that and then, like, slightly less chaos that looks like my life now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and 
high school and just being so desperate to fit in and have friends. Um, and so it felt really good around, you know, in the freshman year when I realized I'd kind of accomplished that. Yeah. Um, but also the freshman year, um, I was kind of reaping a lot of consequences already, too, of um, just the partying and some of the guys I was hanging out with. I went through kind of a series of stuff that was just really, really hard. Um, some social bullying stuff and substance abuse stuff. And um, so I think high school was tough for me in that the things I was doing kind of started redefining who, like, I thought I was right. um, up to college and just kind of, like, letting my mistakes inform that a lot right. um, and struggling more and more with um, self-image stuff of different kinds. Um, and I guess I should probably add that, that, like, my parents grappled with how to raise us faith-wise for a yeah. while in my yeah. childhood. Uh, my mom grew up Catholic but didn't really identify with that. And that's right. Right. Um, I was baptized so early teenagehood, like 12 or something, and okay. went through confirmation there. Um, so, yeah, we're in high school now. So, sorry, dialing it back. So, I definitely believed um, in the gospel and believed um, that Christ was who he said he was, yeah. um, kind of at a base level. But I think, um, I don't know, like a lot of kids, you just haven't owned faith for themselves yet, I oh, guess, sure. whatever that means. Yes. Um, just the understanding there was really shallow. Um, so I'm struggling with all this stuff in high school and also struggling with, like, uh, faith questions and got really, really close to my young life later, especially kind of the second half, um, of high school. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was a really mixed set of memories. Like, I genuinely loved high school, um, made some really, really solid friends. Um, there's five of us now who I'm specifically really, really close with. Um, yeah. Three of us living in. Fun. Um, but also there's a lot of darkness and just self-hatred going on. Right. Um, you I forgot to add that you're smoking hot and so like oh, going from high school to co- was were you like pretty conscious of like okay this is how my high school was like I'm gonna go to college and join a bond sorority and like live it up and have a boyfriend like did you did you go to college single yes I went to college single um I got into two different relationships my first year of college so okay. it didn't take long I did not um, moved from high school to college with a relationship. I was kind of a first relationship, honestly, just because some of those beginning high school years relationships were so bad and kind yeah. of scarring. Um, so yeah, that was not part of the equation at the time. Okay. And then, so freshman year, is that when you met Shelton? Yeah, yeah. Technically near the end of freshman year. Okay. Um, is what we and if you were to describe your freshman year, what would you, like, how would you sum it up uh yeah so freshman year was kind of a melodrama um <laughs> it wasn't like the worst or darkest period of my life uh despite some of like the details of it or whatever right um but it was definitely the most dramatic um so i 
had three really or two great teammates, one really good roommate. Um, also, my met online, so that was a gamble. But they were kind of a rock for me um, through that year. Okay. Um, and they were also kind of first of how I met Shelton, but I guess we'll get there. Um, and so, yeah, really tumultuous. I was just um, experiencing a lot of repercussions from drinking and hard drug use. Okay. Um, really frequent hard drug use. Like, it wasn't uh, super college experimental for me at right. that point. Right. Um, and a lot of the people I was dating really solidified that that yeah. year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was in, um, AA pretty much by my third month of college. Um, you know, not formally, but spotty showing up, yeah. um, being taken home for weekends to Raleigh based on, you know, whatever occurrences I actually shared with my parents and stuff like that. Right. Um, and you know, meanwhile, and I guess I saw you first couple times there, um, heard your testimony and such. I was coming to Greek life pretty bodily. Yeah. Um, with one of my roommates, uh, Nikki Zimmerman. Right. Um, so, you know, I had interest. I was spiritually interested. Okay. And I think I knew that, um, that Jesus was somehow some sort of key, um, to the dark places that I wanted to look different, yeah. but I really didn't know how to put that together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think really dramatic, which is the number one word for that freshman year. Right. Um, relationally and externally and gosh, physically and otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, and you kind of asked about Tron, but that's somewhat of kind of a big milestone that year was um, meeting her yeah. um, through that trip to Dominican. Uh, which I know you guys have been on here before, yes, so uh, I guess sweet. it's one of those body terms in Greek life, and they uh, just stuck a singular slide up there about this Dominican Republic trip, and I was kind of in a place where um, I didn't really want to ask my parents for some crazy big spring break trip right. uh, um, ask, right. and you know, I've been on a couple big trips, I knew I came back feeling good, welcome to harm, so I, um, me and Nikki were both good to go, she bailed for normal freshman year things, um, <laughs> and ended up entering um so yeah Sheldon had obviously kind of like heard things about me and my ear um right. I think she just heard a lot of her freshman self in yeah. that um and if nothing else was just interested uh to know me so yes. um you know naturally being her she kind of orchestrates it so I'm her roommate on the trip of course. um and you know does her whole stalking excessive texting yeah. um yeah. run until we basically come back from that trip um already best friends yeah um and so the DM was huge for me that year. It was kind of like the only time without any distractions I had felt like I was, you know, not alone, but spending significant time with the Lord that entire yeah. year. Yep. Um, and I didn't, you know, by no means did I like recommit my life to Christ on that trip or anything, but I think a lot of seeds were planted there. Um, and you know, if nothing else, I have this friendship now back at Carolina. Right. Um, right. Wants to like, get coffee before 8 a.m. and bring our Bible yes, talk about yes, new stuff. And yes. so, I mean, I had no context for discipleship at this point. Okay, so I think this girl is, like, weird, weird. Yeah. Um, but really nice. Um, and it all just kind of took off from there. So um, she discipled me from end of that spring. We were about to leave school at that point, basically. And okay. um, then when I came back to school the next year until I dropped out, um, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yes. Um, but yeah, she was a really huge part of that period of just like, gosh, showing me huge, huge amounts of grace. I mean, bringing y'all into it, asking for people to pray for me, yeah. um, you know, really watching me stumble, be interested in Jesus, stumble, be interested in Jesus, like yeah, super yeah. repetitively. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was just really tireless so mm. um was thankful for her in that season among others for sure yeah so two things you said that 
really are like sitting with me right now. Um, firstly, that she saw her freshman self in you. I think there is this confusion amongst um, believers sometimes, and even people who who don't aren't following Jesus. That like, well, when you're a Christian, like everything goes well, or like God doesn't ever. And and I firmly believe the Lord is not the one tempting us. I know that that's the enemy, but I also know that he uses us and our mistakes and the things that we do that at the time are very much not glorifying him to like later bring him glory. And like how incredible that Shelton could resonate with you because she had walked through that or things similar to that before and could see you in your state and see what the Lord was making, making you not like Hannah that's struggling, not Hannah that doesn't quite have it figured out, but Hannah that's going to be redeemed. Um, which is amazing. And then secondly, I love, 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 love that you talked about like, okay, I was interested in Jesus. That did not mean that everything in my life changed. Cause I think what's hard is that like when we start following Jesus, um, or even like faithfully profess him as our Lord and savior. And like, you know, some things do change in your life, but I think it's really hard when you expect overnight the things that you're doing to stop because that's not the case most of the time, you know? Um, I'll never Absolutely. forget my husband when he, he said his, probably his junior year of college, like confessed or, um, of high school confessed Jesus as his savior. But he was like, but my life didn't really look any different until my freshman year of college. And I think, I mean, that is a testament to the Lord's patience, but I think it's, it's hard when maybe you as a, you know, freshman in college were like, okay, like, you know, I'm doing this Jesus thing. Like, why didn't everything change overnight? It's like, oh, the Lord's sanctification takes it a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really challenging, um, even for me to wrap my head around now. Oh, you know? girl. Um, yes. I'm about to be rebaptized uh, by immersion this time um, at the new church I'm at, just like coming in with and everything. Um, and so I've really been like pushed to explore with them. Like, yeah. Hey, okay. If we weren't seeing fruit for however many years, like when would you realistically put your finger down as having had salvation? And I think like in some ways only the Lord has those answers, for you sure. know, but for it's, sure. um, yeah, yes. you can profess with your lips and leave it alone. Amen. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's tough. Cool. I'm glad you said something about it. Yes. I totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's hard to, to not get, I mean, it's the whole, like, we don't, we don't earn our salvation. You know, our salvation is not earned by works. However, Jesus does tell us that, like, when we are walking with him and following him, we do bear fruit. And so how do we reconcile those realities? You know, that it's not about our work, but at the same time, when the spirit's in us, like, we do bear, like, it's just, I mean, we could get, go down a rabbit hole with that, but I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, okay. So your freshman year is over. What do you do that summer? Yes. Uh, that summer is super uninteresting. Um, I lived at home in Raleigh, was supposed to go to Wilmington, but because of the amount of tumultuousness of my <laughs> freshman year, um, kind of bailed on that. So I just worked, um, like a billion hours, um, at this cute little restaurant downtown Raleigh called Booth, oh, who, um, really had a little fam there. Aww. Um, and just, yeah, I had a couple of friends in town that summer, but it was a pretty dull, boring summer. I was also, um, dating someone that okay. was kind of a product of the very end of my friend here, um, okay. who was studying abroad that summer, so Got it. basically a series of obsess over what he's doing and yes. go to work, yes. and that was pretty much it. Okay, makes sense. So you, yeah. rewind just a little bit, when you were, you touched on earlier doing, like, hard drugs, and it wasn't, like, experiential, like, it was pretty much, like, a choice you were making 
regularly. Mm-hmm. When you were in the midst of that, were you ever like, I see an end in sight? Or like, this is just going to be my freshman year. Or this is just going to be with this group of people. Were you ever like, I want to stop this? Or was it just kind of like, eh, I figured it out. And like, I'm fine. Yeah, I know. There were, it was kind of a roller coaster of thoughts okay. around that. I think like the longest, most overarching one that really, I mean, you know, I, I kind of got into drugs in mid high school. Right. Um, was always like, hey, I'll do this while like it's socially acceptable, you know, not yes. in every circle, but that's what I was telling myself. Um, and it's fun. But, you know, by the end of college, when I'm like eight year out from marriage and, you know, have a real job, right. like, obviously it'll all kind of close up. Shop. And I always kind of thought I would just get it together. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I was seeing myself like a deeper and deeper and deeper hole um, year over year. Right. And I was eventually um, assuming I'd be able to climb out of. Um, so I think I saw an end in sight in that way. Um, honestly, most attempts I had made at stepping away from all of it had been to please other people, mm-hmm. um, either in high school, cause I, I did outpatient rehab in high school too. Um, so like all those kind of, um, bouts where other people were brought into the situation, I would kind of stop for them, but I never really had any intention yeah. of dropping it for some kind of fuller life um, right. that I couldn't really wrap my head around while I was in college. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I really, I wasn't tired till I was tired. Yes, um, yes. And I'm sure we'll get there, yes. kind of approaching it here on the timeline. So. Yes. No, let's let's go there. So you come back sophomore year, and was Shelton still regularly, like, stalking you and trying to hang out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were still hanging out, and I would give her um, something close to the real story most of the time about yeah. how things were going. Yep. Um, she was inviting me, you know, to some still social things of mm-hmm. me where I was like, given a date who wasn't uh, in the place I was at. And right. And kind of like, uh, I don't know, was kind of trying to just like inundate me with um, like, here are things you can fill your time with. Here are yes. ways you can like function at college um, without ever explicitly saying like, hey, all this stuff's got to go. Right. Um, and like, you're not going to be happy until it all goes. Yeah. Because um, that would have been too much for me to wrap my head around. Yes. Um. But yeah, in those couple months, I mean, as you probably assume, those really were kind of like, I mentioned freshman year dramatic, but not yeah. really so bad. Those were kind of like just the darkest, most hollow, yeah. um, I think, couple months of my life. And luckily, it was really short. I mean, I barely made it a month and a half okay. in this sophomore year. Um, oh, I have to say that I'm at least involved in AA my freshman year. Um, Helen, various friends, I don't plan on drinking at all, and then go out and drink like my own time. Right. And, um, that boyfriend I mentioned over the summer period, we had actually just broken up okay. um, during my first week back at Carolina. Okay. Um, and we'd only been dating um, six months or so, but for some reason, it just really, really hurt me to end that. Yeah. Um, I think because it was really all based on, like, my own behavior right. um, and how I was, like, my life as a person and as a girlfriend. So it kind of was, like, this, like, compounded, um, like, self-worth issue yes. and him no longer being willing to, like, live in denial with me. It was some kind of final straw thing, I yeah. think. Um, so, yeah, I really only made it one more month and pretty much kind of, like, spiraled after that. Okay. Um, definitely the peak of my drug use for sure. Um, not making it a class at all, which, uh, I mean, if you know me, was kind of a theme throughout college, but this was, like, notably worse. Um, wasn't eating anything really. Definitely experiencing those kind of same disordered eating patterns that I'd already um, been treated for the year before. And um, so, yeah, my body is like breaking down. Dang I don't really man. feel or look okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, it all kind of culminates and really came to a head on the first um, 
I guess, game day of the year, which was also the first trial cocktail of the year. And basically, um, yeah, I'll spare you. But I basically black out for two full days, um, wow. end up driving my car during that, running out of gas and not knowing what was happening, ending up with my front wheels and someone blonde and bailing on my own date for that cocktail. And, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, wow. ultimately kind of got found by two of my uh, really close friends who were friends from both high school and college. Um, okay. So really close long-term friends who couldn't wake me up um, for about an hour, which is really terrifying. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, who I did not recognize at all uh, when I did wake up. So um, had plans. Just so happens with the two of them for lunch the next day, which basically just ended up being um, kind of my final intervention at yeah. the Noodles of Chapel Hill, <laughs> which I have not returned to. I probably should and uh, better vibes this time. But yeah, yeah I'm just kind of like badly weeping, just heaving tears into my pesto cavatappi. <laughs> um, really, I mean, I didn't feel attacked by them or anything, but I think I just knew yeah. um, at that point that it was over. Uh-huh. Um, so... Yeah, before I even talked to my mom, before I even told them that I would definitely go, um, I think I was kind of just accepting in that conversation that um, I was done, like, fighting. Um, And so, yeah, they kind of walked me back to my apartment and all this kind of, like, denials going away. And um, I don't know. It was definitely, like, a weird duality of, like, despair but also relief, I think. Right. Um, because at that point, I don't think I'm going to come back to Carolina ever. Okay. Um, I thought this was the end of me socially, right. um, the end of my idea of like graduating on time or from UNC at all, mm-hmm. um, end of my chances of dating anyone normal, mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of endings, basically. Um, and obviously, at that point, I had no real vision at all um, for what God might be able to build from yeah. that point. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, when I spent the next week or two before I actually left for rehab, um, Kind of relieved that I was done running, but yeah. also kind of depressed. I went through pretty bad physical withdrawals. Um, so, yeah, and Shelton was probably the most present of anybody, really, in those couple weeks before I left. I um, right. spent a ton of time with her and my mom um, and at doctors um, and then made it there. And I think, I mean, really, it wasn't until I checked in um, that, you know, one, the fog kind of cleared a little and two it just like reality hit me in the face of like hey this is gonna be more than throwing in the towel on drugs and saying I quit this whole life I'm gonna right. find a new one right. like my friends weren't there to make rehab jokes with me yes. and my parents weren't gonna like hold my hand through it or make it yes. happen for me it was just kind of like me and this little white hospital room and like hopefully Jesus yeah um well I was gonna so, ask you yeah. like through that through this entire thing like as you were like relieved and committed to do this where did you feel like the lord was if you felt him at all yeah um honestly in those couple weeks before i left i didn't um i felt like um like i couldn't see any place where he was in it or doing anything good i felt like drugs kind of won and beat me i didn't see where he could possibly right um, kind of be gaining ground and victory over my life and so um, and, it, and at the time, it really was just about, like, okay, we got to quit doing drugs. I think until kind of that time I described when I, like, got there. Right. Um, so I think it was probably, like, my third or fourth day when I realized how much time I was going to have to fill. Yeah. Um, that I came to him in prayer, and I just, I remember it, like, very, very vividly. Mm. Um, just kind of, like, praying full, desperate surrender of my life. Um, Dang. And in that same, you know, 30 minutes or so picking up my Bible for, I, I'm 99% sure it had to have been my first time in my life alone. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, not 
Bruce Dalton or with Courtney is right. probably the only time um, that I've ever spent time with him alone. So that honestly was like a marked beginning for me. Wow. Um, maybe of my salvation and maybe of living in surrender. Again, that's like I think something I'm kind of struggling right now to understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that's really how I saw the rest of that year differently. Yeah. Um, just this theme of like, wow, I've been gifted all of this time right. um, to really just get well and learn about Jesus and learn about myself. Um, and that kind of, yeah, that kind of was the theme really for the rest of rehab and for the rest of um, that year. I did move uh, to Richmond, Virginia. You probably remember for the rest of that year after right. 30 days. Right. Um, so I had a lot of time, a lot of time, a ton of growth. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously we can talk about coming back to Carolina and all of that, but yes. really like an interesting year. I also lived that year um, with a bunch of other women who were trying to get sober. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like a formal halfway house with rules or, um, you know, curfews or whatever it is, yeah. but basically just a bunch of people trying to stay sober, um, different walks of life for sure, different ages um, and backgrounds and yeah. reasons they had gone to rehab. And honestly, I think like maybe even more than rehab and, comparably to college, um, was just like the most formative, um, Mm. thing for me as far as just like maturity and knowing and loving people really different from myself. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. That house was a cool, a cool time that I would not do again. That's so (laughs) freaking cool. Um, okay. So you go to rehab and decide to come back, which I'm sure that even decision in and of itself was like, I mean, just huge. Like, am I going to go back to this place that was really hard for me for a year and a half? In your mind, were you like, okay, I've got it figured out. Like, I'm going to go back, hang out with the same people and just not be able to, like, did you know kind of in your head, like, I've got to cut some ties or was it more like, oh, I I'll just... had no idea, I think, yeah. what it would look like. Yeah. Um, and you kind of described the decision to come back. That one honestly was easy. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, once I was kind of walking and stuff with the spirit and had drugs out of my system for like three months. I was ready to come back in like December. Right. Um, and it was kind of a hard call whether I would continue staying in Richmond through that spring semester or just come on back. Um, and I decided to stay in Richmond, which I think was an awesome decision. Um, you know, all the worries about catching up for school and stuff ended up being fine and working themselves out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, on like another level about coming back, I mean, I just had no idea what I wanted it really even to look like. And, um, I think other people, People were more nervous than me. Everyone in AA, certainly, um, and everyone kind of in my life was, I just remember being very, like, foreboding and nervous for me. Yeah. Um, so a little of that did transfer kind of on to me. Um, and I wasn't so sure about keeping my sorority. I remember, like, maybe the day that I moved, but I actually came back that summer. Um, and Harris, a friend from home, a guy I was really close to, yeah. um, had tried dating on and off a couple times in college, which, um, didn't really work for us, but just an incredible friend, right. um, passed away as soon as I got back that mm, summer. Yeah. Um, and my sorority friends were really the ones who kind of like carried me through that summer, um, in summer school. And, wow. um, so I think my plan, if it was to drop really evolved, um, yeah, that summer sure. as far as right out. Um, cause you know, I mean, those girls were the, really the biggest support I had on mm. campus. Um, and you know, obviously they were super present in my life before yes. and, um, in all of the temptation, but, um, I think out of that, I just decided, okay, my plan kind of needs to be not to get rid of yeah. my old life, but just kind of expand on it. Yeah. Um, 
So that summer, I also got really connected through Shelton to Fran Johnson. Okay. Um, or Francis Beasley now, I, know, I guess. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I know. Crazy. <laughs> That's life. That's somebody every day. Um, and so, yeah, connected her and connected me in my college. Um, and she actually, <laughs> against her better judgment, maybe, let me step in and lead um, a freshman college life Bible study with her for that year. Um, which, I That's mean, incredible. Praise the Lord, those girls love Jesus and, and seem to be doing reasonably fine because I can really only imagine uh, what was coming out of my mouth uh, during that time when really, I mean, along with them, I was just like learning how to study scripture at all. Yes. Um, so that was cool. And then obviously, you know, I met Jenny Page, good friend of yours, mm. um, who was in her first year on Greek Life staff um, later in the year, starting Connected. Uh, kind of more there too so honestly I, I honestly temptation just wasn't a huge issue that That's year incredible. in the ways I think that other people expected it right to be. right um and I mean what helped was I really wasn't making that many decisions around it for me at the time I kind of thought it was no alcohol at all and that right. was the only option so I went with that um for two, two full years of college I was 100% sober which um is awesome and it's crazy That's and did my entire so 21st cool. year of life life no alcohol yeah and even though you know it's not entirely where I live life out of now right um I think I learned a lot from it just as far as like being part of sorority and in social Swiss situations and still feeling like um like I was having a full and social life um without it so I mean and you know really kind of like you described earlier just with seeing fruit and expectations around that um I think there was a ton of temptation but it just ended up being like in areas of life I didn't see as sinful before but now that I was learning so much um, kind of like realizing how much refining there was left to do now yes. that you know hey the Lord's eradicated my life of cocaine but like there's a lot here right <laughs> to yes. strip away yes. um, so I think it was like a big year for just that realization um, that it was going to be um, just a lifelong process mm. of refining um, yeah but yeah I mean gosh shooting your life I mean just like you described felt entirely different yes. than the year before I, when I left um and even though I was kind of able to keep a lot of my people and places, yeah. um, which I feel really fortunate for, because a lot of people who get sober um, or even start walking with the Lord into their life uh, kind of looks radically different, don't get to keep um, so much of that. But yeah, he just right. kind of opened doors for me to expand my circles and um, figure out how to draw what I need and give what I can give in like the right different relationships. Um and yeah, I'll say this too. I think it was kind of a source of insecurity for me, maybe when I came back, of yeah. like, oh shoot, I just Christian seventy eight seconds ago. I don't have a Christian finger loop. We'll all do the same ministry, mm-hmm. and it's too late, and mm-hmm. I'll die with even friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think just like my expectation of how my social structure would look coming back, um, just like isn't what the Lord meant for me. But yes. I think I was like kind of lucky to yes. have that breadth of relationships and. For sure. um, all these lives and things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's amazing. And that's encouraging to me on so many levels. I mean, firstly, just how like no change in our life that's lasting or even true is apart from the Holy spirit. Um, and so just to, for you to come back and truly feel like, Oh my gosh, like this is, I mean, and again, by God's grace, like no temptation. And he put all these people in your life. And then secondly, that you maintained and continued to be in relationship with friends that were not believers and that maybe were a little bit confused as to like who you were now or the things that you believed. Like, I just, I think that speaks so much to the gospel that like when we become Christians, it's not that we like stop hanging out with people that we hung out with before. Um, cause I, I mean, honestly, that's very convicting for me. Like I, I honestly, if I were to go back and 
kind of do some decisions in my life, that's something that is always um, hard for me to just think about some of the decisions that I made and people that I like cut off, um, which again, does not reflect Jesus's character or the Lord's intention in our relationships. Um, I think in some situations it is necessary to, you know, stop relationships that aren't healthy or, or put yourself out of temptation, but I just, that's incredible to me that you come back and he allowed you and sustained you in those relationships. And like, what a testament to the girls that like you had changed, but like your love for them hadn't, which is, I don't know. Yeah. And they were all, I mean, I think there was probably some apprehension too on their end of like, what's been produced in a year away like who's this person going to be but they were i mean gosh yeah equally equally as open and committed to kind of continuing friendships so oh i love that i was very lucky i love that okay so you enter senior year and of course the you know the joke is like when you're a senior in high school it's like where are you going to college and then when you're a senior in college it's where are you going to work so you have to decide careers and a spoiler alert you decide to go on staff with greek life um which is a just a smaller part of crew, if any of y'all are familiar with crew ministries, but like leading up to that, when, when did you decide to go on staff and like, what other options were you entertaining? Yeah. Um, so I had an internship in London that I was pretty sure I wanted to go back, um, and take a job at after I finished school. Um, and so that had kind of been the idea over the summer, just the summer before my year year. And then honestly, after that, the decision-making process story, um, two years? One year, yeah. So I raised money um, from June. Uh, when did I finish support? Yeah, just June and July. Okay. Um, and then was on campus in August through May, and then in China also with crew Okay. Um, from May till the next August. Okay. And then what was it? Was it equ- was he equally as clear as far as, like, leaving staff and deciding that um, you wanted to have more of, like, a corporate world job or... Was that a hard decision? Um, the decision of what that job would look like and where um, was kind of hard, but I did feel um, like really a sense of closure with my time and crew um, at the end of my one-year contract. Um, so, yeah, I, I decided before China, I guess, so really by February, I knew I wasn't going to stay another year, sign another one-year contract, and then by May, I knew I wanted to do PR and stay in Raleigh. Um, And I mean, there were kind of really a host of reasons, but I didn't think staying with crew was a long-term fit for me. Um, 
you know, I was so new to the organization. There were things kind of on an organizational level that I was learning and then um, kind of the state of current relationships in my own life right. at that point. Um, there was just a lot that wasn't, yeah, fitting for me to be there long term. Um, but one kind of element that's so relevant to my life now, um, I think, you know, can't only listen to desires, but I think the Lord does reveal like a lot about next steps through desires. And I just missed writing and mm-hmm. missed PR so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just wasn't getting to flex a lot of those things I feel like um, that I've kind of been gifted in. So, um, yeah, I was in China and started interviewing on Google Hangouts with some places while I was living there. That's crazy. Um, so it would be like 3 a.m. on my computer interviewing, pulling all the lamps over to my face and <laughs> having kind of this on a trip pray over my Wi-Fi connection. Yes. Um got this job actually while I was there I had one more final interview once I got back to the states but um Sage Works where I'm currently hiding in a call room right now yeah you are Um, so you've been there almost almost a full year right yeah I guess not 10 months okay started in August okay cool Um, I took a little bit of time nice um, is it does it feel like night and day just as far as like structurally and like freedom, like in your schedule, does it feel like vast was the first, were the first couple of months working in this job? Like, okay, this is not, not what I'm used to. Yeah, definitely. Gosh. I mean, honestly, job to job, I feel like what I describe about this is like, you could find this much difference really with any job change. So I've um, totally just, just from hearing friends who've made so much change in our first couple years of adulthood. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first couple months of the transition was really, really tough for me. Um, our staff team with Greek Life at UNC, most of which, you know, was just like highly, highly relational and emotionally in touch yes. and uh, the adjective professional might be like at the bottom. Right, of the list right, right. Um, and, you know, I mean, Sageworks is uh, in contrast, just like very corporate feeling and, right. um, you know, we speak to each other in email jargon and right. people work really crazy hours and yes. um, I won't like generalize this, but I think there are a lot of people, um, who kind of really place maybe more value on their job here. Right. And I think it's healthy for my life. Right. Um, so yeah, I just remember I, I had like a morning Bible study with some friends actually from high school and college mix, which has been fun. And I just only really, my prayer requests those first three or four months to them was like, Hey, please pray for my perception of how to do this job. For sure. Um, and like how to be here. Yeah. Um, absolutely. and I have just seen that answered I think tenfold um and the Lord just kind of carried me to this place where I could be present and reliable and you know most days dedicated to my work without like feeling nervous and um that's awesome putting on my work here so yeah I've been grateful for that and you know I think another thing that's kind of tough with maybe this specific transition from ministry to a job job has been um, like just the guilt complex mm-hmm. and people did warn me about this other friends I had who made that transition where um, you know it was my full-time really plus overtime job to be talking to and caring for people in a really deep way and mm-hmm. so um, you know now not being able to just drive over and disciple college girls in Chapel Hill most weeknights and not yes. being able to travel and see um, old friends as much um, yes. really shook me up a lot and I think that's probably something um, that I'm kind of still working through and learning how to balance. Um, but uh, yeah, all that to say, I do love the job I'm doing. Good. Um, yeah, the Lord really is kind of using and refining some of my talents well here. Um, I'm learning a ton, um, really learning a lot and love being awesome. back in Raleigh, which was also kind of unexpected. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yeah. How often do you get to see your fam? They're still in Raleigh, right? 
Yes, I see my fam quite a lot. Good. Um, yes, and I, right now I um, pay a pretty ridiculous sum to live downtown by myself, and so we're going to change that up yeah, at the end are. of June. <laughs> uh, and I'm even contemplating just with how well this year has gone being around them, maybe moving home for a couple months in between. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. It's just been, yeah, it's been really fun to have them here. In college, um, me and my mom are still really close, but not so much me and my dad. And yeah. overall, just didn't see them face-to-face that much. Yeah. Um, and I don't really, I rarely go a week now um, without dropping by there for oh, something. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah, I dropped there this morning at like 7 a.m. and everybody was still in PJs and oh. I was very envious. <laughs> but it's fun having them close yes. and my sister comes back a reasonable amount too. So. I love that, good. Um, okay, so did you meet your boyfriend through this job? Or no, he lives, like, far away, right? Oh, yes. No, not through SageWorks. I know better than to date <laughs> someone that works here. Um, he, yeah, so, uh, like many other parts of my life that are so interconnected with Shelton's now, um, <laughs> he was, he and lives a good friend in college, um, and I think they lived together in three out of four years or something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, basically, for people who don't know his connections, his best friend married my best friend um, last September. Wait, um, y'all met so at the wedding? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We did. That is um, amazing. Yeah. So, he had flown in uh, from Colorado, which is where he lives. We are maybe long distance. Yes. Um, which is such an adventure, but also really far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, technically, actually, the week or two before the wedding, Shelton had taken the initiative to text him some pictures of me. Oh, of course. Um, and she mentioned him to me, too, but I just wasn't having any of it. Um, at that point, kind of none of her setups had really been that successful for me. <laughs> um, and I also was just, like, committed to a period of singleness at that time, yeah. I thought. Um, so... I wrote it off and really wrote him off, honestly. But uh, the wedding weekend came, and we just kind of hit it off. And I had a rehearsal dinner. Um, and, yeah, I spent, like, their wedding night just kind of swapping entire life stories, sitting at the hotel pool. And Unreal. just uh, learning about each other. And so, yeah, that kind of fell right into our first date. I stayed an extra day. Okay. Um, and he took me to brunch and oh. kissed me at the Hilton Garden Inn of Gastonia. Yeah, he did. So... Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Okay, so where is he from? Yeah. Is he from Georgia then? Because that's where Keegan's from. Um, yeah, he is from right outside Atlanta. His parents are still in Dunwoody. He actually has five siblings, and they're also all um in or around Atlanta. Okay. Um. So yeah, exciting news on that front too. I haven't even talked to you about this, but he is likely moving back there. Yay! Um, he had his final interview yesterday for. Uh, a yeah job with Chick-fil-A doing accounting stuff so amazing we very well may be in business I'm like knocking on all the wood in Yay. this room but hopefully yes hopefully we will have a slightly less long oh my gosh yes yes week, which would be awesome that's my thing I feel like distance is such a good thing to go through but I don't wish it on anybody <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's been really great but I think eventually like yes because I've had two other very long distance relationships right um like it just kind of like plateaus for yes. how close you can really be and how Amen, much girl. your lives you can integrate yes so, yay okay well I'll for sure be praying for that that would be awesome yes please do he is the best it sounds like it I want to meet him um also hilarious that it took me like I had never met Keegan until like January when we went to Atlanta. 
Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. It's about time then. So I have like heard so, yeah, about their Kegel, relationship. If you met Kegel, you've met like 70% of Spencer. They're okay. I love not, that. Not alike. Okay. Yes. Well, then he is a champ because I think Keegan is the bomb. I always told Sheldon, oh, I'm like, girl, yeah. don't you mess this up. Oh, I'm glad she didn't. He's oh, wonderful. I'm glad I get to keep him. He is great. No kidding. Okay, I'm going to ask you the questions I ask everybody at the end. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you were taking yourself out on a date and you can go solo or you can go with your boo, um, what would you do? Okay, well, if I'm choosing the activities, then I probably have to go solo because Spencer would not be about this. Um, <laughs> but my two favorite things to do, I guess if this is like a girl date, maybe, cycle yes. class and sushi. Oh, I love Very it. Easy. Have you done the, like, soul cycle? Yeah. So, I teach uh, cycle and bar at a little studio in Durham. Um, and then my very best friend, Caroline, now teaches at Flywheel, too. So, we get so to cool. bop back and forth to those two for free, which is very nice. Oh, heck yeah. That's great. I'm not going to lie. I And maybe I'll, I'll, I would become a believer if you were my teacher or if you, like, coached me and told me how to do it. Yes, but girl. The, I did. I went through a phase of doing it in college again, just because it was social. Like a lot of my friends did it, so I'm, they're like, "Let's go to spin." I'm like, "Great!" And then it took me like a year to admit, like, I don't like this. <laughs> oh gosh, well that's a lot of classes. I know. You I know. Enough to do a workout I don't like. And honestly, I think it's. You know, actually, I don't really even know why I don't like it. I think I need to give it another chance. I think the music has a huge deal like to do with it like enjoying it like I think if it's music that I love it's like the time flies by but I just remember so many days looking at the clock and being like 12 minutes have gone by what am I doing (laughs) 40 to go well you have to come to my class and you can submit some um song proposals okay okay I I will give it another shot if you're the one teaching me um someone or something you never get tired of um well that's funny I was just talking about this this morning I never get tired of hummus which Mm. is so lame, but I literally eat it almost every day. It's, it's one of the few things that I buy at the grocery store every single time. It's so good. Um, and another, a person, um, it's not a person, but I never get tired of John Mayer. Oh. I listen to the This Is John Mayer Spotify playlist every single day on the way to work. I love it. It's kind of excessive. No, he's but, great. Yeah. And he has so many good songs John that Mayer. you can't really get tired of him. Oh, totally. Highly recommend. Okay, something, it can be anything. Podcast, TV show, restaurant book like anything um lately that you find yourself constantly recommending to people hmm. um well i recommended a book last night via dm to one of my favorite food vloggers i love it um and it's yeah it's only really if you're i don't know i guess it's a good read for everybody but i am a person who cannot be still yes. and has chronic chronic FOMO issues um <laughs> and my mom bought me the book when she saw how thin I was stretched maybe in like January um how to be bored wow um, and I'm gonna butcher it if I try and say who it's by but it's really good I read it in like a day and a half short read if you're a human who can't sit still <laughs> um and then wait that's really action? do you feel like it's like changed kind of your perspective on it's definitely changed my perspective. My schedule has also changed, okay. and I think um, I don't actually know if those are correlated. I'll be honest. Yeah. Work kind of just got lighter, so I won't credit myself or the book. But right. definitely perspective, um, especially in kind of the couple weeks as I was like making plans around when I was reading it. Um, yeah, definitely. Just like it's okay to make plans, but like make them intentionally. Yes. And yes log them somewhere and very cool. basic things. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Would your high school self have believed you are where you are now? 
surprise me. I think yeah. I would have hoped um, to be writing in some way. Okay. Um, and I guess be living downtown somewhere yeah. and dating someone. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Believe me, where you are now. I honestly think that I would have thought I'd have it all together more yeah. by now. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I'm like, yeah, coming up on this quarter century and that I really don't have it all yep. together. Yep. I'm only barely surviving adulthood. Um, Aren't we all? Jesus and dear will. Yes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's I guess. Cool. Um, I would be slightly surprised that I'm not doing more than I am. I like that. I'm okay with that. I like that. Okay, last one. What does letting the light in mean to you? Okay, yeah. So you sent me these last couple, uh, uh, and I thought about this a lot. Um, I'm, like, a very visual person, so I think that, uh, like, letting the light in kind of captures the feeling of, like, when I turn this podcast on at work. Mm -hmm. um, to your other lovely gals or mm. uh, while multitasking on my computer or while driving home or, mm-hmm. um, you know, whenever my brain's kind of running onto the next thing, like yeah. the idea of giving the Lord space to speak and kind of just like opening up. Mm. Um, I'm in the midst of all the like noise yeah. um, and some darkness um, just to let, yeah, his light kind of intervene and come into my day. Yep. Um, I love that. So I guess that means to me. Yeah. I'm visual too. That was beautiful. I think to your point just about, like his light is always around, right? But I think it's like we do have the ability and the choice to let it in. Because, you know, there are a lot of days where I'm just like, I don't have time for this. Or like I'm consciously yeah. choosing not to. And so I think you're exactly right. Like it's a choice whether or not we let his light infiltrate our lives. And so many times I'm like, well, I don't have time. Or I don't have the ideal setup. And it's like, that's not what he's asking for. Yeah, um, totally. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, Han, thank you for doing this. This was, I mean, I no, knew bits and pieces. Thank you, Cam. These are my favorite to listen to. Oh, also. girl, this, this episode, I'm like going to just have this on. Re- I like, I knew bits and pieces of your story, but not the full thing. And that was just like, you were preaching to me. So that was incredible. Thank you for sharing. I know people listening are going to be like, dang, this girl's the bomb. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, if they're listening, then we're happy. <laughs> we are. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, Kim. Okay, bye. All the baby pics. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.